Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, guys and girls. Today we have episode 24, what to do instead of copying elite athletes. And today I'm going to jump straight into it. Um, But if you have been liking these episodes, it would mean the world if you could share it with a friend or family member. Uh, Even give a quick five-star review. It literally takes five seconds, but it helps and means more than you know. So thank you. I appreciate your support as always. And today... We are talking why elite athletes and their methods aren't going to work for us. And people need to realize that you don't become a LeBron James or a Cristiano Ronaldo from your strength training and recovery methods. And yes, of course, they need good training and they need good recovery. Like that's crucial. Don't get me wrong. And it's my fucking job. Like it's a thing that I do every day, but it doesn't. And I'll repeat, it doesn't mean because they are doing X technique or thing, it makes it correct or right. And as you would know, if you follow me on Insta or TikTok, I did a post on RISA, the uh, injury recovery uh, protocol that everyone has grown up with. And boy, did people lose their minds. Like, but LeBron and but Ronaldo and but the NBA and but this and but that. And in this episode, I'm going to explain why that mentality is not only extremely flawed, but why following their routines and prioritizing the things you see them do is going to leave a lot of progress and results on the table. And genetically speaking, like there are people such as these athletes that are just going to be faster and stronger and better at everything than you are. Like they are going to be more powerful. They're going to have more muscle. They are going to have bigger... Like, It's not because they foam rolled and it's not because they use cryo. It's not because they do ice baths and they put their ice on after each game. You aren't these people. You aren't LeBron and you aren't Ronaldo. Like you need far more closer to optimal training methods and you need to nail the basics of recovery and and training to actually grow muscle and get strong than they will. And like the training methods, training training and recovery, it doesn't make those absolute top people and those top performers and athletes better. What it does is it brings the people from that next talent level or next level down closer to those people. And you're probably thinking, what do you mean? It means that LeBron James and Cristiano Ronaldo and all those other elite athletes can basically do whatever the fuck they want to do and they are still going to be LeBron and Ronaldo and those elite athletes. Like, You, however, you need to actually nail strength training, nail recovery, do what the research says works um, to get faster, stronger, bigger, closer, reduce the risk of injury and things like that. Like, again, I'm not saying that their recovery is fully pointless, but those freaks at the top, like they could basically have done anything strength training wise to a sensible degree and they would still be where they are. Like, their genetics, their structure—they, it already—they were already born as elite freaks who, who were just less likely to get injured than you and I, and who are way more likely to be extremely powerful and fast and big. Like, like their training program and their recovery methods isn't something that makes that much of a difference. Like, obviously, those things help. Like LeBron's, but but LeBron's one point five million dollar a year that that where he did that famous thing where he spends that on his body per year. That's not the reason he recovers way better and performs way better than his peers. Like his genetics are the main reason. And like a good example is I'm above average in most things training wise. Like I'm pretty strong. Um, I'm not a sprinter fast, but I'm fast. I'm powerful. Um, I've got a pretty decent frame genetics wise and structure wise. And here's the thing. 
I could make it my life goal, like tunnel vision, 24-7 grind to dunk like LeBron can. Like you've, if, if you haven't seen him, you're missing out, but you've probably seen what LeBron's dunks look like. Like I could do everything perfectly to a T, probably even use performance enhancing drugs and it would never, ever happen, like ever. I was simply not born to do that. And the problem is people will see LeBron icing after games or doing fancy exercises that look heaps technical and professional um, before his games, but they actually aren't that good. And people will see all of this and copy it directly thinking that's what made him LeBron. Like, and I just told you, I'm probably above average in strength and speed and power and frame, and I will never, ever, ever get close to LeBron, even with 24-7 grind and performance-enhancing drugs. And people are mistakenly correlating their success as an individual to the one particular thing they do without looking at the bigger picture. Like, prime examples of this are equipment and recovery. Foam rolling isn't good because elite athletes do it. Like, cryo and stretching... These BOSU ball exercises, they aren't good because elite ex, uh, elite athletes do it. And research advances and we learn more things. Like we are now learning that these things aren't as good as we once thought or as necessary as we once thought. And re- like you're probably thinking, okay, then what do I do? The first thing I want to squash is the foam rolling and the icing. Like foam rolling, unless you absolutely love it and enjoy it, is not worth your time. And it will not decrease injury risk and it will not improve performance. It can be good after training if you do enjoy it to chill out and wind down. And this can be good for your nervous system to go back into like a parasympathetic nervous system or or that rest and digest state. But it's not doing what you think it is doing to your actual muscles. And you know what else does that and gets you into that rest and digest state? Doing absolutely nothing. Like lay there on the ground, take some big deep breaths, four seconds in through the nose, hold for eight seconds, release for eight seconds. You do that a few times and boom, you're relaxed. The same principle for stretching. It can be good after training if you do enjoy it, if you want to chill out and wind down into that rest and digest state. But you know what else does the same thing? Doing absolutely fucking nothing. And if you've listened to me before, which 99% of you here have, you could probably guess what I'm about to say in terms of recovery and training and stuff, and that's a good thing. Um, and it is the big five. You need to be nailing the big five consistently for at least three months before you even consider getting massages, doing fancy stretching routines, foam rolling, spending millions on pre-workouts, fancy supplements, um, without doing like cryo tanks and stuff like that. Like, Creatine and protein powder, they're cheap, easy, convenient, so they don't count and you can take them from day one, but you need to be doing the big five consistently before you even consider spending all this ludicrous money on all these recovery things. And number one, sleep, seven to nine hours. If you're not sleeping, you're not like, there's no point training and stuff because you're not going to recover, you're not going to adapt and you're going to put yourself in a negative cycle. Two, nutrition, sufficient calories and at least 1.6 grams of protein per kilo of body weight per day. Water, number three, keep hydrated. Um, Usually women, two liters to three liters, men, three to four liters, but that depends on activity and environment, um, uh, size, muscle mass, activity, blah, blah, blah. Um, Four, training, 
You need to follow a proper training program that addresses your weaknesses and is progressively overloaded. It's relevant to your goals and your sport. Um, It's relevant to your capacity. Um, It has intelligent exercise selection. Those exercises are executed well with good range of motion, good control. Um, Add some form of low-intensity cardio for your heart and recovery. Um, Keep your daily steps up. Keep your body mobile. Keep moving. You need to be moving and training properly for you before you even consider doing all these fancy recovery methods. Number five, stress management. And the, the big thing with stress management that I always preach is managing your stress proactively. Reactively, reactively is your teas, your hot bubble baths, your face masks, all those like little, the, the things that you feel stressed so you do these to relax. And I'm not saying they are bad, but they aren't what you need to be doing and what is going to give you the big bang for your buck. I mean, figure out proactively where your stress is coming from and why you are stressed in the first place and work on reducing the source of the stress um, rather than trying to cure um, the stress and the the poor stress when you do feel it. And like, rather than coming home and saying, I've had a, um, this happened and that happened and this happened, so I'm going to have a tea and a hot bubble bath. Yes, they're good. You actually need to think, okay, how do I... um, fix the things that happen to me or are currently happening because when you are actively working towards something, your brain sees that as fixing it. So when you actively work on fixing a relationship or fixing your money travels, your brain sees that as you are fixing it and it that's where you can get those reductions in stress. So, um, and I've done an episode on stress, so go and check that out because I think that is extremely important. Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember which episode that is, but I talk about stress and, and how to... Um, find out what the stress levels are and where your stress is coming from and how to proactively manage it and stuff like that. And I think stress management is such a crucial thing as well. Um, but yes, yeah, so big five, you need to be nailing them before you do all these fancy exercises and um, use these fancy recovery tools and stuff. Um, stop training like LeBron and train like I would want you to. Like you need to think like when you are training, what would Hayden do? Or if there's a supplement or a um, something you want to buy or whatever, think what would Hayden do? And what we, you know what, we actually need to make that a new term. We have to make that a new term. What would Hayden do? WWHD. That's a, I don't know how we're going to get it going, but that is our new term. What would Hayden do? Until next episode, peace.